everyone, and welcome to another broadcast live from Jufar Studios. He's back. Tim Lurch is back. And we are very, very excited. I, I, Tim, I love you. Keep playing. But we are having so much fun in the studio. We're doing, you know, certainly what we consider to be very, very important work. Uh, Tim hails from the Pacific Northwest. I, I love that part of town. I love, uh, you know, Washington, Oregon, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, he is a highly, highly respected player. Um, I I'll tell you, all of our, all, all of the jazz artists here at Truefire, Sean McGowan, Frank Vignola, Mimi Fox, they all have been raving about this guy. And um, we've done one session already uh, several months ago. We're putting him on a fast track here to do more. We did two. Two new courses from Tim this week. We'll tell you all about it during this broadcast. And, um, man, uh, he definitely, you know, he's got the goods. He can talk the talk, walk the walk. Um, without further ado, let's interrupt him right in the middle of his damn solo. Hopefully we get to the five chord. Boom. <laughs> hey, man, welcome back. Hello, Brad. How you doing, man? I'm doing oh, good. The drummer, didn't get the, the drummer didn't get the message. Okay, shut the drummer up that's for the, a minute. Brad, okay, the there we go. Um, welcome back. Thank you very much. I'm having a really good time. We are having a good time, huh? Yeah. First time is always kind of like, you know, oh, trying to figure out how we're... But we did really good the first time. I uh, My big challenge is getting a night's sleep. So I got a good <laughs> night's sleep last night. So that was that really... Is yeah, fun. we were talking about how for years we would go out to dinner with the artist the first night of the session, which is the worst night of the session because they usually are traveling, coming from a gig or whatever. Um, so we did allow you to go back. Did you have that grouper sandwich? I did. And? I survived the grouper sandwich. Okay, it was good. good. Yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Everything's good. Got some sleep and here you are. And we yeah. did two courses this yeah, trip. Yeah, well, huh? I think we kind of, uh, we really put together some good stuff, and it, we did it in record time, and I felt good about that. Uh, yeah. Well, you should feel good, <laughs> definitely. So let's tell folks what we did. I'll, I'll name the course. You describe it okay. in three sentences or less. Um, the first one we're going to cover today is Jazz Blues Pathways. Yeah. It's really, really good. <laughs> uh, you should get it. Um, no, it, what, what the idea here is, is something like what I was just playing, that's a track from it, is uh, this um, jazz blues where there's an upright bass and, and the feeling is swinging, even though there's some shuffles in there. There's a variety of rhythmic grooves. There's a bolero. There's a, a New Orleans kind of feel. There's a nice slow ballad, 12-8 feel kind of. Um, plenty of straightforward shuffles of various kinds. And then every single one of the 10 uh, tunes has some kind of harmonic idiosyncrasy that we address. And it might be from like the one we just did. It's, its little deal was that it's got a 2-5 heading into the, or in, into the turnaround. And then uh, maybe there's a an approach from ab above to the four chord on one of them. Or there's a couple of them actually that 
uh, are 32 bar form. So they're not a 12 bar blues, but they're bluesy. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that stuff, and I solo over each one. I comp over each one. There's backing tracks. There's backing tracks played by my pals out in Seattle, uh, Chris Seimer and Brad Bowles. And they did a great job, and the tracks sound great. And, and that's that's the the uh, the blues, the jazz blues one. Yeah, and um, you know we're really, I mean, and it is a a master class. So, you know, it was sparked from, you know, remember I Bouncing saw that one video of you on, He's which I sent you the transcription great, for. You yeah. did, <laughs> and um, I saw this uh, YouTube video that Tim did, and just kind of blew me away. It was a jazz blues, just like what we're covering here it's like just you know I, I i loved it so when tim came in who is really known and widely respected for your solo jazz performance you know i sort of kind of forced him to do this course just for me but well, it wasn't I, so much of a forcing <laughs> no. i this is a big part of my know, life and my musical history and um i love playing this way in fact all of my solo guitar stuff i hope has a little bit of this blues flavor in it or a lot and so i'm i'm okay with oh, it, it certainly man. does man so really with tim what we're doing is going down two pathways yeah. you know a solo jazz pathway and we'll be doing m more projects in that vein and then a jazz blues pathway yeah. uh with uh backing tracks and really exploring you know that side and, of, and then also the place where those two things meet yeah, yeah. which is you're by yourself and you want to play some good old gut bucket blues and there's that thing too. Yeah, I know. So let's, let's, um, we, we have a lot of work to do ahead of us over the next, <laughs> I don't know, five, 10 years. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Why I'll take not? 10. I'll take 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, Before the arthritis kicks in. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's give folks a taste for okay. another track. Let's do blues for Tommy. If yeah. you could, you pick which one you want to do. Do you want to comp over it first and then well, solo? You know, or? Tommy's going to bring the tracks up without any accompaniment except the bass and the drums. Okay. So I'm going to do, um, maybe what I can do is play a couple of choruses where I'm comping for myself, mm -hmm. just in, in, interspersing some chords in there. Nice. And then I'll do a couple of courses after that where I'm just comping for an imaginary soloist. Okay. So people can hear that. Okay, beautiful. Stuff. Okay. Do your thing. Thank you. 
Exactly along the lines of the video that I saw, and you know. Uh, yeah, I like playing around with the the basic kind of BB King inspired blues mm -hmm. vocabulary. That's sort of where I uh, am coming from with regard to that. And then, then the bebop side where you kind of double time and play little fancier types of licks. And then I also love the harmonic aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's all comes together on a track. Well, like that. you know, from a student, from we students' perspective, and I'd love to shout out to everyone that's on the live chat to see if you feel like I do as a student, you know. We, many of us, came up playing the blues or playing rock. We're Me familiar too. with the one, four, five, and kind of the traditional, you know, pentatonic box and BB box kind of approaches. But um, we all want to jazz up our blues. So the question to everyone on the live feed is, you know, you've only got a taste of what we're doing here with this Jazz Blues Pathways course. Is this sort of in the pocket for you? Is this kind of where you'd like to take your playing? If so, let us know in the chat. Um, let me do some housekeeping, okay. too. A couple of shout-outs, right? Already. First shout-out to Jeff Mackerlane, hey. who, as you know, who says, Tim is fantastic. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff I don't is know. fantastic. Jeff is fantastic. He's got, I've lost count of how many courses he's done, so you've got a little work ahead of I you know, to catch I gotta, up. I've got to catch up. I think the number's around 25 or 30, Ooh. and definitely one of the uh, chief blues gurus around the fire here. The Blue Jeff, Guru. thanks for tuning in. Hi, Jeff. Um, also, Scott Peters, uh, a True Fire partner, is online. He's been, he had shoulder surgery. Oh, my gosh. And he's been in a sling. He's out of the sling, but not quite out of the woods yet. I keep begging him to send us it, any extra that? meds or, you know, <laughs> um, but he's tuned in. And, and is it a very, the shoulder on his left? I think it's on the right, right? hand. Oh, I think okay. the right hand. So. so he can still be making the yeah. left hand work. Yeah. So, you know, he's oh, got to do everything with his left hand, but he's got that right hand back. I think it's the right arm. Anyway, Scott, thank you for I tuning in. I wish you in. a speedy recovery, Scott. Uh, absolutely. We got Rich Maloof on the line, a longtime hey, friend of the fire and uh, true fire educator. And guess who just chimed in? Sean McGowan. Sean McGowan. I talked to Sean McGowan last night. He was moaning and groaning about how sick he was. So uh, thanks for tuning in, Scott. I hope you're, I mean, uh, Sean, I hope you're feeling better. So Sean and um, this is another poll oh, out God. to you guys. Um, so we're planning on doing a duo course we with are. Tim and Sean, kind of an in the jam, where they'll play together, they'll talk about playing in a duo situation, which lessons can be applied whether you're with a band or just jamming with your buds. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do it in the in the jam format. They're going to share some insight and be, it's kind of a new thing for us. So I'd love to hear from everybody out there what they think about that format. That's going to go down in September, I think, right? June. June, Well, sorry. it's going to probably, it's going to be shot in June, and it probably won't be released until. Right, but it'll be you know, released at probably, you know, end of August, early September. So look <laughs> good, for that. Good, good. 
Um, and uh, finally, my, my final housekeeping responsibilities are underneath the video, you'll see that there's a pre-order code Lurch Live. That's pretty original, don't you think? Lurch Live? Yes. A little bit of an alliteration Lurch. there, right? <laughs> uh, use that code. Um, there's a link, and you can pre-order either of the two courses that we're talking about today. Or both. Or your first course uh -huh. as well, which is a Solo Jazz Pathways And that's going to be coming improv. out on March 9th, I believe. Yes. I've heard two dates, but it's 9th very, is the very, very close. So you Soon. can use that on one or all of those courses. Very good. And there's also a trivia question. Here's the trivia question for today. Tim is a member of which Gypsy Jazz band? And... Um, do not answer that in the thread, please, because then you're going to give away the answer to everybody. Click the link underneath the video. Enter your answer there. And, um, you know, you, you, you True Fire members entering their answer there will also not only have a chance of winning a $100 gift card, but will also receive 50 uh, more entries. We're running this whole lot of love giveaways and Ooh. we'll give you 50 entries whether your answer is, is right or wrong. So you can't lose. Answer it correctly. Chance at $100 and 50 entries. Answer it incorrectly. Throw anything in there and at least pick up 50 entries for I believe we're giving away a PRS guitar and there's a link under the video there as well. Okay, enough housekeeping. Okay. Um, we're going to shout out to you from wherever you're tuned in from. If you haven't let us know where you are in the world, tell us what time it is there. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure there are fans all over the world, like myself, of Tim's music and of Tim himself, actually. <laughs> Um, but let's play another tune. Let's okay. do Bolero Blues. Oh, okay. You like that okay. one, right? Now, before I play this, I want to uh, um, talk a little bit about it so people m might be feeling like they could benefit from it. What I really tried to do is I took three choruses on most of these tunes. The first one, I really tried to play kind of the more simple side of the blues mm. and let the changes kind of do the work. And then... The next chorus, I started, you know, honoring the changes a little bit more and tried to play melodies that lived inside of the chords, that, especially these newer sort of additions that the little two fives or the mm -hmm. approach from above or something. And then on the third chorus, I just did my best to play as well as I could. Nice. <laughs> and so um, this one is, not only is it a, it's a 12 bar, it's got some extra changes, um, that gets you to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. And it also in this kind of nice, we call it a bolero. I'm not really sure if it's a perfect bolero, but it's a, it's a Latin kind of groove. And I think you'll really like it. Beautiful. On the, on the track, I played octaves here. Octaves? Yeah, you did a whole chorus of octaves. I'll try and do my best. <laughs> okay. Thank you. 
How was that? That was fantastic. A little bit of everything on that I one. I thought it was great, man. Um, I have to read you a couple of the, uh, the chat uh, okay, posts. Cool. David Broadfield, Stafford, England here. All Just right. heard the beautiful notes coming through the speakers and stopped what I was doing. Wow. So there you go. Well, as long as you're not driving down the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, thank and you, David. I, I nice. love this one. So my knees hurt posted. I feel like the more I learn, the less I know. Uh, and you know what? Join the club. Yeah, right? I was going to say, true? you know what? I could, I could, uh, I can relate to that statement. <laughs> oh you know, I think God. that's Who good. Who can't relate to that? Can think you that's imagine health healthy? How we feel here with you know, two of you cats coming in here every week. Oh, Literally, we're doing two sessions, two artists. Imagine how we feel. So my knees hurt. Don't you know? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah, to but reality. You know what? The, but my knees, I got to tell you, sometimes I see on my YouTube uh, comments or something, someone will say, oh, I heard that and I really liked it. Now I want to burn my guitar. I want to quit <laughs> practicing or give up. And that always hurts my heart a little bit because I think one of the things I really hope happens is that when you hear somebody play in a way that you like, that you're encouraged by it, that you're mm -hmm. enthusiastic to keep trying mm -hmm. to get there yourself. So yeah, I mean, and we all feel that way, yeah. and there is that tendency to put it away. But you know what? If you put it in the stand, it doesn't stand there too long before you pick it up. It really is It's what inspires you, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. Hey, you want to shout out to some of your fans around the world? Sure. Okay. Well, Seattle. Yes. Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, Peebles, Scotland, Foster City, California, Finland, Germany, Syracuse, Las Vegas, Fort Pierce, Vienna, Austria, Vancouver, one of my favorite towns, uh, Portugal, Strasbourg, France, Calgary, Alberta, Stafford, Stillwater, San Pedro, Switzerland, Minnesota, oh, Macon, Georgia, geez. Lake, Havasu City, Arizona, South Africa, Guatemala, Great sail fishing down there. Oh, really? Santa Cruz, Madeira Island, Portugal, Poland, Southwest Georgia, Bil 
Bilbao, Spain, Colorado, Jerusalem, Melbourne, Australia. Oh my God. Brazil, Snohomish, Washington. Oh, Snohomish. Snohomish. That's a, that's a, a Native American uh, word. As a, the as First a, Peoples. Yeah. Um, Granada, Oldsmar, Ottawa, Arlington, Texas, Sweden, Boston, Colorado Springs. Oh my God. Crazy, All those huh? people are watching right now. That's we incredible. couldn't do this 20 years ago, right? That's incredible. You yeah. know, for one hour of time, and I'll probably make you go a little bit over. I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm gonna hear We're ahead of schedule. Okay. <laughs> um, you're done, basically. You have a photo shoot and the trailers to do, but that's yeah. it. So, um, But for that hour, you know, we're all one. You know, yes. we all share the passion of music, yeah, the guitar. Like the machine that makes the world small. Incredible, man. <laughs> Um, and I think uh, Clive McGowan, who posted, what a privilege watching this from a rainy Manchester, UK. Oh, you cool, know, man. I, I think we share that sentiment yeah. where, wherever we happen to be in the world. All right, thank um, you, Clive. Careless Love, let's do that. Man. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, I got to tell you, this is a, a song that I really deeply love. It's, it's one of my favorite songs. It also has a history of guitar um, so it's a it's now a public domain song. It's quite an old song. It mm -hmm. used to be called Loveless Love, and mm -hmm. I think it came from the, the 1800s um, or maybe the early 1900s. Uh, there's a guitar player named Lonnie Johnson, and Lonnie Johnson, for those of you who might be fans of early jazz guitar, he did some records or recordings with Eddie Lang, and they're some of the very earliest mm -hmm. jazz guitar recordings. Mm -hmm. And um, Lonnie Johnson went on after that to become a kind of blues crooner, of which I really have an affinity for. And uh, this was one of his signature songs. Oh. It's not a blues per se. It's a it's a, a sixteen bar form. Mm -hmm. It's in the key of E, and it but it has all the elements of a blues, which I really love. And I'd be happy to play it for you now. Cool, careless love. <laughs> Oh, sorry.
just love that. that one. I just love that stuff. <laughs> you know, this is one of those courses I'm going to ask Tommy to give me like an advanced proofed <laughs> copy, take home and start working on for sure. A um, uh, couple Thank more you, shout outs for okay. you. Uh, Berkeley, Tomball, Texas, Rochester, London, Northern Ireland, Papamoa, New Zealand, Denver, and New Hampshire also tuned in and shouting out to you. Hey, guys. Um, crazy, man. Um, you, you have to love this internet stuff, you know, that allows us to do that. Yep. Um, I would certainly be wallowing in a level of ob obscurity uh, much greater than I am now if it weren't for the internet, <laughs> I have to it's, tell you. It's very true, man. I mean, we, um, we would have likely crossed paths because of the people that we know and kind of word of mouth and stuff like that. But, you know, you're busy in session. You're busy doing your own recordings. You're busy gigging. took us a long time to, you know, find a time slot that was convenient for you to come and now we're kind of twisting your arm to get in here. Well, we're making up we're for lost time. We're forcing you sure. to put the slots in your schedule. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. happy to do it. I'm happy um, to do it. You know, we do have a lot of work ahead of us, and the feedback we're getting for, from students is like, you know, you can take us where we want and need to go next. You know, you're just an extraordinary teacher. Um, coincidentally enough, the Kiss Off posted this. Love Tim's Travis picking video. After I picked <laughs> up playing on that video, I decided to take playing more seriously, invested in gear, and will be playing for the rest of my life. Now. Oh my God, that's I mean, so come on, cool, man. man. That's the best. Yeah. And so we were just talking, you know, before lunch right. about how many of us, and the us are, you know, uh, players who have been playing since they're young, but with a pick, you know, mm -hmm. playing blues or rock. And never really got into the fingerstyle stuff and feel somehow that now, oh, you know, can't chew gum and walk at the same time, finger and thumb independence. And I will tell you that Tim <laughs> showed me in like, he said, well, what is it that you said that in okay. 20 minutes? I think in 20 minutes, if somebody has, you know, average uh, playing ability and and doesn't have uh, some level of brain damage or something, that I can teach them how to do that, tra that simplest uh, of all Travis picking pattern. And the problem that I have found is that guys won't assign the thumb and, and the fingers to do the proper job, and they're always crossing over into the other guy's job. Mm -hmm. And even guys who can kind of do it come and play for me and I can see, oop, oop, the thumb just jumped into the fingers or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. But let's say on that tune, on mm -hmm. that song, uh, Careless Love. Um, so the thumb is doing, and that's all it's doing. And it can't do anything else for now. Then we have pinch and an anticipation right before the next mm -hmm. thumb. So it, it, every, every bit of music, like music is all on a grid, a simpler music particularly. There's quarter notes, and then there's eighth notes, and they line up, right? They should line up. So the trick is to play the thumb until you really learn it. And then add one melodic element at a time. So pinch. And do that until you can do it. 
And then once you can do that, you say pinch. So now we're going to do the pinch and the anticipation. Thumb's just doing his thing. And then the next thing would be an anticipation before the thumb. Mm -hmm. So you have to break it down so you can see exactly what the elements are. There's usually only two in a simple Travis picking uh, style. But once you get the thumb to really know its job and you can learn how to do uh, syncopations against the thumb, then what I tell them is take any song you can think of, silly songs from your childhood or happy birthday or whatever, and try and play them with a steady thumb. Mm -hmm. And that's the Great. Trick. It was very, it, it just a ear and eye-opening approach. And we talked mm -hmm. about maybe covering that in your in my channel. channel. Yeah, right. Um, so Tim will have a channel. Any idea when... As soon as you let me, baby. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sometime I just I'm just putting up a new website now. Yeah. So the web the new website it'll be the same address, but it's going to be a new face, and it'll be a portal into all this stuff. And then the channel is my next challenge. So mm -hmm. we'll be we'll be in touch very soon, a couple so, of months. Maybe. So here's here's you know what I highly recommend underneath the video. If you click click on that link to the right of the promo code Lurch Live, and if you click on that link, it'll take you to a page that shows you know the two courses on pre-order that we did this week, uh, Solo Jazz Pathways Chordal Improv, which we did on the last session, yeah. which is going to launch. Very soon. And by the way, I, I wanted to thank everybody who's pre-ordered it because I'm very touched and rather impressed, actually, by the number of people who decided to go for this thing before they could even get their hands on it and pre-order. It really helps my confidence with this venture, and it gives me a good feeling to know that people yeah, are interested in what I'm doing. A lot of people did that, too. Now, the best way, if you look on that page... Um, underneath a big banner to the right, you'll see add Tim Lurch to favorites. Okay. And that adds Tim to your favorite educators here at Truefire, which means, you know, whenever Tim's doing something new, when that channel gets launched, uh, you know, you'll be notified about it. And the other question... Uh, do I have to go to everybody's house to notify them? You may have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Get can't put new I'm tires. coming over. Put new tires on that car of yours. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing, uh, you know, we have the trivia question. If you click the link underneath the video, um, uh, the trivia question today is, Tim is a member of which Gypsy Jazz Band? Um, now, you need to be a Trufar student to enter that. You enter the correct answer there. You could win. We'll randomly select one winner of a $100 uh, gift card. But also anybody with the right answer or the wrong answer, just put anything in there. Um, you'll get an additional 50 entries in this giveaway that we have got going on right now. And that's only good right now, like during this live broadcast. If you hear this after this goes on demand, it, you know, that, that giveaway will be over. Um, but we're asking, you do not have to pay anything to become a True Fire student. You can join for free. When you join for free, you get a bunch of goodies. And I, I believe, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to keep track of all the kind of promotional Latest offers promotions. we provide. But you'll get free access to the whole library. You can sample the whole thing. You get all kinds of, you know, bonus giveaways and whatnot. So join for free. Enter the trivia journey. Add Tim Lurch to your favorite educators here Jeez. at True Fire. I think it'll be well worth um, 
what is that, three clicks? <laughs> That's all you got to do. And I will do my part by showing up here in Florida and creating new content as often as I can get here. Beautiful. Now, um, we're going to move on. Oh, do the blues for Allie. Oh, yeah, we'll do God a short one. How about if we do one. two or three choruses, Tommy? N now, is that for Allie here at True Fire? Yeah, I named all these tunes after you guys. Okay, great. I don't see my name up there. It's not place. on there, oh, except I, I have one. Bolero, maybe? I have one for you. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, blues for Allie. goes yay <laughs> um hey you're getting a lot of love and i, I want to thank ev everybody on tim's behalf and true fire's behalf for all the thumbs up so you see that thumb underneath the video that's really important because it helps to show your love spread the love thank you so much for all of that and if if you haven't yet done so please move that little cursor over there give it a quick click um, uh, but either way, I'm forcing Tim to stay and play more music for us. Okay. <laughs> Beyond the one hour time limit. Um, let's talk. Who about makes that time limit, by the way? You and I. <laughs> okay. That's, that's self-imposed, <laughs> right? There are right? really no rules. Oh, okay. As you can we tell can, by we can do what we you like. know, the extensive prep that goes into this during lunch while we're eating. <laughs> what did you have for lunch, by the way? I had tuna fish. I had a turkey sandwich. Okay. Well, That's we, good. We put this thing together, right? Oh, yeah. Turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so course, the second course we shot this week is a uh, in the solo, uh, solo Jazz Pathways yeah. series. Um, this one, Tim is calling Enhanced Harmony. Would you explain the yes. premise of this course? You know, we're trying to figure out a name for this thing, and it's really hard to make two word, a two-word title that actually has, you know, uh, the width and breadth of the scope. So the idea is, is that we're going to take simple songs, one, four, five type songs, folk songs and old, you know, Americana songs, and we're going to 
you know, fancy up the harmony. And in doing so, we're going to learn strategies for doing that on other songs. Um, because, you know, if you would just live your life by playing jazz standards, for instance, with the changes that are in the real book, um, you're limiting yourself by, you know, pl playing those, basically the simple version mm -hmm. of the changes. And there's so much beauty and fun, especially in the realm of, of harmonic thinking on the guitar, solo guitar or trio guitar or accompaniment of a singer or another instrument. There's so much beauty in, in, in the harmony. It just I'm re always really excited about it. So in the course, we took some real simple songs. Uh, I did a thing, which I'm going to do in a minute, which is just a little four-note melody on mm -hmm. a one-five-one. Okay. And I harmonized it 16 different ways, mm -hmm. of which I'll play three or four of them for Great. you today. And then we did Red River Valley which is like a song I remember <laughs> from when I was a kid, right? right? Uh -huh. Now, it's not that I'm thinking that Red River Valley is going to make a comeback and you're going to go down to the local <laughs> coffee shop and play it, but because of the harmonic structure of it, it's perfect for learning how to expand on that simple one, five, one, well, you know, four, five, one mm -hmm. kind of thing. Then we did Amazing Grace, which harmonizes beautifully, by the way. Um, and I think a lot of us have heard uh, enhanced versions of Amazing Grace. Have you ever been to a black church and you listen to the organ mm -hmm. player like mm -hmm. uh, really play those beautiful mm -hmm. changes? Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of hint at a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. I also, that stuff is woo. Right. <laughs> but uh, I love that sound. Um, then we did a beautiful old song called Danny Boy. Mm -hmm. um, which is also known as London Derriere, as they mm -hmm. say. Um, and uh, that's very similar. In fact, three of them were in the same key because I really wanted to see have each tune be a kind of progression so that we weren't suddenly tripping on our tongue trying to figure out what the sharp four of C was mm -hmm. or whatever. So we could always you know, understand where we were in the thing. Uh, then we did um, a song which I made all do today where I'm singing. Um, and my condolences for anybody who's downwind from that. But I do sing, <laughs> and I like singing very much. I like these old songs. And one of the things that singing allows me to do is to be a good accompanist. And so we're going to look at uh, Lady Be Good, this great G Gershwin tune. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so there's just five or six tunes and this primer uh, that I'm going to talk about in a second. And the idea is, is that you'll learn some things on these simple songs, and not so simple songs, actually. By the time you get to Danny Boy and Lady Be Good, it's full on, you know, jazz changes, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and two or three variations on each one, so you could really see a progression toward the more advanced harmony, some reharmonization, and uh, certainly enhanced harmony. Beautiful. So give us start with that uh, very the, the simple primer? four note okay. melody, two chord. Okay, key of C, one. Five, one. The melody is the same for all of the examples. So, okay. So that's the basic one. And I go through some, here's the first uh, enhanced one. Mm -hmm. 
So already we're getting into some, you know, into the slightly jazzier territory. Here's another one. Sorry. Okay. Here's another one, starting on F sharp, which isn't even in the key. Let's go to the next page where it starts getting a little bit crazier. Here's a little bluesy sounding one. Nice. Okay. And then here's one where we end up in a completely different key. So all of these examples are, there's some explanation when I play each one of them, so you can start to get a sense of, it's not just random, there are some rules to follow. There are also some things where you can just say, hey, you know, if the chord, if the chord can take that melody note, I'm going to see if I like the sound of it. And you experiment and you try. And um, so we can go from something that's rather simple to something that is rather complex and harmonically rich, even to the point of almost sounding that simple melody, which might be like a folk song, could sound like a movie score or something. It's very cinematic sounding when you get into these sort of reharmonizations. Beautiful. Okay. And, and I love the whole premise of um, keeping the melody notes intact. Yeah. Because, that's e important. E you know, uh, uh, even really old jazz standards have beautiful melodies. Every, you know? yeah, I mean. And the, yeah. the thing that strikes our ear as being like old and kind of not so hip generally has to do with the voicings underneath I it. I think and, you're absolutely right. And the rhythm, right. you know. I think you're but right. But the melody holds up still. Yeah. Um, you want to do Amazing Grace? Yeah. I'll, first I'll play a very uh, simple version of Amazing Grace. Again, it's in the key of C. that song, right? Well, let's, there's a couple of principles. I'll give them very briefly. One is the diatonic friends of the chords that are in the song. So if there's a C chord in the key of C, A minor and E minor, you could think of them as sisters or, you know, family members of this tonic family, the one chord family. And then the next thing we're going to do is occasionally make a dominant seventh chord to lead into the next chord. So the five of principle. And then we're going to um, look at the family members of the four chord. That's F and D minor are the subdominant family members. And then the family members that are in the five chord, the, the dominant family, which is G7 and B minor 7 flat 5. So watch this version and see if you can recognize some of the, of the family members, the dominant seventh chords that are leading. And um, there's a few other little interesting things that you might come across. Just a little taste of the fancier stuff. Family. Five of. Five of. Family of G. 
remember, but it's outside of the key. Little church at the end. Okay. And that's the, that's one of the simpler ones. It goes a little more advanced than that. But we okay. get that kind of beautiful church organ kind of gospel thing going on beautiful. there. You want to do O Lady Be Good? Sure. I'll do, can I do two versions of it? Do as many as okay. you like. I'll do one back. I'll do them uh, back to back so we don't. So the first time through, I'm going to play the basic changes in a kind of 4-4 feeling. And then I'm going to use the enhanced version um, of those changes, which will allow me to play more bass line movement. So okay. I can kind of get in almost into a walking cool, bass line. So this is um, by George Gershwin in the key of D. Little intro. Oh, sweet and lovely, lady be good. Oh, lady be good to me. I am so often misunderstood. Oh, lady, be good to me. Won't somebody please have some pity? Cause I'm all alone in this great big city. I am so often misunderstood. Oh, lady, be good to me. Now, here's the second, slightly more advanced ones. Oh, sweet and lovely, lady, be good. Oh, lady, be good to me. I am so often misunderstood. Oh, lady, be good to me. Won't somebody please have some pity? I'm all alone in this great big city. I'm just a lonely babe in the woods. Oh, lady, be good to me, to me. Beautiful, man. Thank you. I mean, it really does hip up the whole feeling of the song. Melody is beautiful. Yeah. over those chords really really works it's a beautiful song and and the, i mean the first version is also an accomplishment i told people in the course look if you can just learn how to play the basic ones right. you're already ahead <laughs> right. of the game you know exactly so don't exactly. worry about it exactly and you sing on top of everything else ah, huh? well you know i always call it fancy picking and plain singing <laughs> <laughs> um let's do you know what Let, answer a question if yeah you i'll would. be happy this to is that. from james shackleford who what actually, a name 
mean, James Shackelford sounds like they ought to be an actor or something. Or an author, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but James gave you an unsolicited, we don't ask for tips in the chat, five, $5. Thank you, James. Oh, my God. <laughs> How um, do I get that money? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. We've never oh, you asked might, Maybe for you tips. put it in we my don't. tip jar on uh, my website. I see this big green thing, uh, you know, pop up in the thread. It says $5. And, you know, thank you, James. Thank be you like very, James, very much. Everybody be like and James. I will make sure that... I will make sure that you get that tonight at dinner, okay? okay? Thank you. All right. Uh, but James asked... You could pay does, me in sushi. Does this course help learning some of the Ted Green arrangements from any of his known publications? Um, you know, the, the, well, as far as Ted's publications, there aren't any books that have arrangements in them. The, all the arrangements are available at tedgreen.com, and there's a ton of them. Mm -hmm. And so I, the short answer is yes, Anything that gets your hands on the guitar in a harmonic fashion and dealing mm -hmm. with these voicings, many of which I learned straight from Ted, mm -hmm. um, will help you. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing that I think would also be of great help is the biggest trouble that people have um, when they uh, play solo guitar in general is timing, groove, and feel, and then also... The independence of moving melody notes and, and chord tones against sustained notes. Mm. And if you spend any time with me in my courses, that kind of gets in there by osmosis because that's part of why I use a Telecaster because I like to be able to have an even uh, level of sustain on all the notes. Mm -hmm. So I would say, James, that while it may not be necessarily explicit, although there there will be some explicit stuff as well. There's always this osmosis style, which is a lot of how I learned from Ted is he told me stuff and I practiced stuff, but mostly by being around him and hearing him play and watching him get that sound is how it affected me the most. So Great answer. Yeah, I hope that you and, find and that And do true. go to tedgreen.com and do, Great site. do support. Um, he is, you know, seminal educator, mm -hmm. a big influence and inspiration for so many players. And, um, you know, belongs in your library, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and, it, and it's there for you. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's heady at times, but it's really worthwhile. And on my YouTube channel, which you can get to if you just Google my name on YouTube, mm -hmm. I have a playlist of about 20 um, lessons of arrangements and or comping lessons and things that tedgreen.com contacted me. My friends over there asked me to do these lessons. Mm -hmm. Uh, in conjunction with the site, so that uh, maybe there's a little bit of demystification of these hatch, you know, these mm -hmm. window boxes with the X's and yeah. the lines and stuff. And so I do my best to, uh, you know, kind of pay Ted back for all the wonderful things he he helped me with by helping other people learn it as well. That's a beautiful thing, man. And I think that we as students, um, I have a ton of Ted's stuff, Mr. Green stuff, I should say. I, I never had the pleasure of meeting him personally but um i mean massive respect for his work and even if it is heady i, I mean honestly it's way over my head mm -hmm. but it you know I, f I feel it belongs in the library you know and it yeah. helps to pay the whole thing forward so. and ted was a completist so his work is not for the the faint of heart in terms of how much time you might want to spend on it right um it's definitely uh really really rich but he goes tends to go to the deep dive mm -hmm. uh, on this stuff. <laughs> Which is... I think maybe I do too. A little bit, but you you do have... You're a great teacher, and it's really why I'm urging... Why you're on the fast track here. 
and why I'm urging everyone to favorite you as an educator to kind of stay posted to what you're doing here because um, you're very relatable. You know, it's very easy to take, you know, some of, let's say, the more accessible material and, you know, take your blues playing to the next level, take your fingerstyle playing to the next level. I mean, heck, I, you know, I picked up some very, very cool chord voicings from the first course, my mm. little preview copy. Oh, good. So, um, so yeah, thank you for all the work that you're doing. Oh, as you're well. welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, let's play. Let's do this. First off, I'd love for everyone to ask, you know, post any questions you have. Um, and we'll try to answer as many of them as possible. Yeah, I want to answer questions. I yeah, like talking. Yeah, he's like really, talking. really good at that, as you can tell. And, um, and then we'll talk about the guitar. There's a lot of questions about the guitar and your rig and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but let's do, um, do one more. Well, I, uh, just pick anyone from this uh, Soul Jazz Pathways okay. Enhanced Harmony course. Oh, the Enhanced Harmony course? Just do course. one more. Um, well, let me think about that. Uh, I can do a little bit of the Danny Boy one. Do that. Um, let me, let me, hold on one second. Yeah. Talk about something and Where let me are just. Where you going? I'm just going to find the, the little. Okay, hang my tough. I sheet. can fill. That's my okay. job here to fill. Um, and I'll do that by uh, sending you, I'll give you one more, uh, you know, opportunity to answer that trivia question. Um, underneath the video. Uh, there's a link to the trivia question. What's the name of the gypsy jazz band that Tim is a member of? Killer band. Killer recordings. You guys just released another record as well, I know. We did, um, yes. Uh, and, playing um, with my thing. Uh, that'll earn you also, whether it's correct or incorrect, it'll earn you 50 entries in this giveaway we've got going on right now for a PRS guitar. Um, Somebody in the chat thread asked if, you know, because I said you could join True Fire for free, and you can do that. And you will get access to our entire library. You'll get to sample everything, get a feeling for what True Fire is all about. Um, and the question was, well, will my credit card be charged after the trial? No, we don't play that game here. It's free. We don't ask for your credit card. Homie, don't play if, that. That's right. The no, uh, no monkey business, no hoax, you know. Just sign up for free. You get to try everything. If you dig it, uh, you'll you know you'll pick up on a tuition or you'll buy a course. And if you don't dig it, uh, there's still plenty of man, plenty of free full-length videos on TrueFire on our YouTube channel all over the place. Did I feel okay for you? Are you ready? No, I'm done. I'm ready. <laughs> thank you very much, Brad. All right, man. And listen, thanks again, everybody, for those thumbs up. That's really, really important. Do we get 4,000 um, of them yet? Well, you have 166 Ooh. of them at this point. <laughs> and, uh, and we really appreciate that. You have I no do, I, too. You know, in this world, that's the kind of stuff that really helps us, you know, spread the word and spread the love around the globe. So thank you. All right, man. Give us some Danny Boy.
course, but I'm doing it now. That's beautiful, man. And um, it really reminded me on my little preview. I have the privilege of asking Tommy, could you get me, you know, a rough cut of the course? And I took Cordal Improv home, you know. Uh Oh, wow, cool. And I will represent to other players at my level, which are nowhere near your level, that... You know, I was talking about how accessible the information is. And, you know, when you get to the, you know, the really sticky stuff, dial it back. (laughs) You know, don't use that chord or, you know, um, but there's you can you really do really do get us up and running. And I'm already, you know, much enriched from the work I've previewed Uh i can't wait to get the final version of the course and you know for those of you that might be new to us and and i know that there's a bunch of new folks when these courses go live we have the tab and notation synced to the video so that you can kind of follow along you can loop any section which is what i do all the time Mm -hmm. you can slow it down without changing pitch you can even flip a button and get a fretboard view and it really really helps you you know, it helps the educator because they don't have to say, put the finger on the fourth fret, third, you yeah, know, I they don't can f- dig yeah. in and focus on the more important stuff. But, you know, you slow it down to tempo and you take on what you what you can take on and then, you know, work it up to tempo and uh, get the stickier, get a grip on those stickier voicings. And your work is perfect for students like myself. And I know that there are thousands of students like myself out in Truefire because they oh, tell us so. That's and that's <laughs> why we do what we do. Wonderful. Um, okay, some questions. Yes. Um, but first, the comment. But first. <laughs> Chris H. says, he, he, you, looks like the mayor of our small mountain town. <laughs> I wish he were my mayor. <laughs> Gotta love that. That's really funny. I, I hear that you look like somebody. <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot, lot too. Yeah, you I get, get yeah. it all the time. I don't know if it's our beards or what. <laughs> Who knows? You know? what it is, yeah. Okay, a real question. Yes. Right? I love this one from Hawaii, Way, I believe. I forgive the pronunciation. Uh, when Tim plays a song, does he think of a chord progression or melody 
and then put harmony chords on it. Like, where do you start with the melody, with the chord changes? Yeah. Where do, how do you approach it? Here's, in a nutshell, if I'm learning a new song, particularly if I'm going to make a solo guitar arrangement from it, first I make sure I know the melody and the basic changes. And the melody notes, I love it when the melody sings, and I really am sad when the melody gets given short shrift when there's lots of other stuff going on and mm. the melody isn't singing. Mm. So for me, uh, even the word chord melody is a problem because it sort of puts the emphasis on chords and sort of puts melody as a... Uh, and I have this theory that guitar players sometimes will, you know, not play the full melody because it's inconvenient to the chords that they already know. I know mm -hmm. I was this kind of guitar player for a mm -hmm. long time. I'd drop a melody note out or I'd play an, another melody note because it just was easier, right? So learn the melody along the top two or three strings and really get it to sing and give each note its full attention and time. Mm -hmm. um, and then learn the basic changes mm -hmm. and maybe sing the melody while you play the basic changes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of steps involved in really learning a song deeply. Mm -hmm. It's not just an obstacle course. Um, it's not just a puzzle. It, there's a beautiful sentiment, there's a song, there's words, there's the whole thing. And I believe in, in learning a song, you know. Um, so the melody comes first. The harmony, uh, the basic harmony is important because you want to make sure you're making the right kind of movements in the, so that people he hear what they might be expecting. Mm -hmm. And then the enhancement comes after that. Mm. Um, and then the, ha the enhancement is a combination of two things. What I hear in my mind when I imagine the music is what I primarily go after. Mm. Sometimes I have to listen very carefully to what's in my mind and search for it. Like maybe I've heard it on a, on a um, you know, Nelson Riddle uh, orchestration or something mm -hmm. like that. Or I've heard it somewhere and I, oh yeah, that's the sound I want there. Mm -hmm. There was a part on Danny Boy, the more advanced version, uh, and I was playing something and it was fitting this was when I was planning, of course, but it wasn't what I wanted to hear. It wasn't what I was hearing in my mind. So I just had to stop playing and listen. See, this is interesting. There's another question from uh, Clarence wants to know about, I believe he's asking your harmonic techniques or your harmonic approaches, maybe your harmony approaches. Can you, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but just pick a section of Danny Boy and give us an example of, you know, getting it there, but not maybe what you're hearing and how you go about searching for okay. matching up what's in yeah. your head. Can you okay. do that? I'll try. Spontaneously? I'll try, yeah. Um, so let's say... Now that's pretty good, mm -hmm. right? But what I hear a, a little bit on this, it could be enhanced, is a little bit of movement in the bass. So, um, oops, I didn't get that one. There we go. Mm. Mm. Nice. Now, I want to hear this note singing. So I kill myself sometimes yeah. because I want to hear this note singing with this little inside thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. 
And then that's just movement in the bass walking toward my next. So there, it happens in a couple of places for me primarily. If I get the basic changes mm -hmm. and the melody to sing. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I just do it in a duet of bass notes and melody. Mm. And then I start wanting the bass to take care more of the propulsion of the tune. Mm. So if I say... I don't have to make the melody go... I don't, I don't want right. the melody to have nice. to carry the rhythm. I want yeah. the, the, the harmony and the bass particularly to carry the rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, and then the inner stuff. You know, ba da 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 You know that beautiful stuff. And I, so, do, do you start? So, so far, it's learn the melody. Yep. First step, then learn the basic changes, so yep. you, you you know your territory. Uh -huh. And then, are you working with just bass notes and the melody before the inner stuff? The well, one of the things about playing the bass notes and the melody alone as a duet is that you find out the parameters of within which you can do anything else. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a bass note here and a melody note here, well, depending on which fingers you use to, to play those notes, you can only do what you can reach. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, it clarifies the situation because mm -hmm. it's, uh, it gives you a limitation. Mm -hmm. And I like having a limitation because sometimes I hear stuff and I, I can't, um, I still hear stuff that I can't bring to the guitar yet because I don't. Can, uh, can you know. play Danny Boy a couple measures of it? Just bass notes and the melody? Yeah. Mm. Now, because Danny Boy has a quality that it does, it's a lot of C there for the first two bars mm -hmm. and then a lot of F for the next two bars. So that's one of the things we would use inner voice movement for mm -hmm. and chord quality change. Mm -hmm. So we can say. Nice. You know, <laughs> Beautiful. That was a mistake. And then. Those kinds of things can be used, especially when you start to improvise, mm -hmm. let, you know, after you've played the, the melody. Those yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know, for those of us, myself very much included, that, you know, really don't have their finger style bag together, you know, we could probably figure out how to hit that bass note and the yeah, melody notes yeah, it's a little to duet. get us in the yeah. game somewhat, right? Right. And then the other thing about that, and this is, I think this is, I've spoken about this a lot, is we want to... Uh, make the we want to make the inner voice movement, even if it's static, be a separate event from the bass and the melody. Mm -hmm. So we're not going. Right. Because a lot of times, if you read what's written, that's kind of what it looks. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And if you went to a, a like a nice swanky lounge with you know beautiful yeah. woman on your arm yeah. and you walked in there and there's a guy playing the piano <laughs> yeah. and he's going blum, 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 yeah, yeah. blum. It Got wouldn't it. be a very cool right. thing. Right? So do it, do, give us an A, B. Do it that right. way and then do it. Okay, so here, here it is if I played it sort of where the vertical event, that means all the notes that are inside of the chord might be stacked on top of each other. Okay. Um, Oh, let me get my head together for just a sec. Okay. Uh. 
can't hardly it's help hard myself. It's hard for you to do it. But now what I might do is... The bad way. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Know, that kind of thing. It, it, so I look at it as there's three things going on, mm -hmm. three participants, the melody, the bass, and the inner voices. Mm. And those are usually three and seven or some combination mm -hmm. of color. And uh, if I take a different tune, uh, like even if I just play a blues. When you say three and seven, you're, the you're talking about more guide tones. Yeah, the that's, a, that's a word that's used to describe okay. it. Yeah, the third and the seventh of the chord of the moment. Beautiful. Yeah. So I might say something like this on a blues. So I'm always trying to uh, spread it out a little bit so that the bass can propel, the mm -hmm. melody can sing, mm -hmm. and the little inner voices can comment. Beautiful. It's just a great approach. And thank you for asking that question, yeah, guys, because I think it really um, lifted the hood on how Tim approaches it and inspired, I think, one of our next courses. Oh. You know, well, let's do one <laughs> got a really new throttled back, you know, that helps guys that, like myself, that can, you know, have played but just don't have that finger style thing yeah. happening yet, okay. you know. So, solo guitar getting started. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, okay, let's answer another question. Yes, please. Um, and then and then we have to do the guitar again. Yeah. Okay? So uh, Darian Ev, Darian Ev, sorry. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm curious about your use of tuning down. What are the reasons for doing that? Uh, okay, well, currently I'm not tuned down, and on my True Fire courses I won't be tuned down. Mm -hmm. But those of for you educational for purposes. educational purposes. But those of you who know about me from um, other things, particularly the YouTube videos that I make uh, that are almost um, on the Telecaster, which is solo guitar. Um, uh, I learned about tuning down from Ted Green. Mm -hmm. Ted, if you ever hear his solo. Uh, guitar record, he tuned down at least a half step, sometimes a minor third, sometimes a whole step. Uh, and what happens is a couple of things. I like the richness, and I like the fact that the strings are bigger. They just feel more substantial under my fingers, but they're not, when you tune down, necessarily tighter. Mm. Right? Um, and so I have a guitar, the one I used on the the last course on, on solo uh, jazz pathways, which I usually keep tuned down a half step, and I tuned it up for here, which is still manageable for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I might tune it up to regular pitch for a gig with a band, but I might tune it down a half step for solo. Mm -hmm. I have another guitar, uh, which I keep down a whole step, and I put 14 to 60 mm -hmm. tuned down a whole step. So it feels a little bit like a set of 12 to 52 two or so. Mm -hmm. um, they're substantial. I don't really like it, particularly on my right hand, when the strings are too wobbly over mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it if it's light over here, but <laughs> I like it heavier over here. Um, and to me, I always love B3 players, that mm -hmm. big rumbling, groovy yeah. thing. And if I'm accompanying a singer all night long, yeah. and I can tune down a, ha a whole step, and I swear it adds so much girth and beautiful bottom end. Mm -hmm. um, and being down a whole step doesn't make transposition too terribly difficult. Mm -hmm. Somebody knows, you know, they say, well, I want to do it in G. 
and I'm down a, a, a whole step. I just played an A. It's okay, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so m my feeling about it is I love the sound, first of all, those deeper tones. I love the way it feels. And then there's another thing that I like as well, is that when you've got a bigger string in front of the pickup, mm -hmm. there's that metal moving and interacting with the magnets gives you a, a really thicker, more milky kind of a sound. Mm -hmm. It's a tricky, though, because you can also overpower your pickups if they're too close to the mm -hmm. strings. So the, the, low, the big strings tuned low, the pickup moved down into the body, away from the strings a little mm -hmm. bit. It just gives me a glorious uh, feeling when I play, and, and it, it's, it's like nothing else. I, I like this guitar. This is my number one telly, which I've had for... 20 years, and we'll talk about it in a second. But well, go ahead. Give us okay. the rundown right now. It's, um, it has currently 13 to 50 on it. Sorry. Mm. No, I'm not going to say I'm going to say that right. 11 to 50. Mm -hmm. It's a Diodario set, these uh, New York XL. So 11 to 50 is kind of like light, heavy bottom, right? No, it's actually uh, this balanced tension a set that Dario makes. There's another set that goes 11 to 49. And right. it's got, and this one's got a couple of the strings are a little bit heavier in the middle. What's the light heavy like Larry uses? Is it like 10 on the bottom? 52 and 50 on the yeah. bottom and. Yeah, and then 10's 10 on the top. Okay, yeah. that's right. And I'm not that, I'm, I'm not crazy about that. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'd like it to be the other way around where mm -hmm. it's heavier on top and, and a little mm -hmm. bit lighter on the bottom. But um, so this guitar is a custom shop. Fender mm -hmm. Custom Shop Nocaster uh, that year? I modified. It was made in the year 2000, I believe. Okay. So it's about um, 20 years old now. And it started out as a closet classic. And it has gained all of this um, abuse at my hands. Looks beautiful. Um, the nitro, the nitro on this thing just sort of melts. Why do we love distressed looking? I don't, I don't know, but I, I particularly love it. I mean, that's a paradigm because yeah. when we were coming up, God forbid, yeah, it was right. a Nick on our right. We want our amps to be clean, and we want our guitars <laughs> to be dirty. No, no but uh, I don't. I'm not crazy about mm -hmm. relic guitars, but mm -hmm. when they, when you look down at a guitar and there's evidence of your love being put into yes. it, for me, that maybe that's there's why something that so. touches me about that's it. That's right. Um, and I put these Lawler, Charlie Christian pickup in the neck mm -hmm. and then a regular Lawler 52 in the bridge, which isn't balanced very well with this pickup, but it seems to work. I use Glendale saddles, the brass intone saddles, mm -hmm. the regular ones. A special thing I just discovered is I wanted to, uh, be able to change the height of the strings really quick. So I realized there's a little receptacle <laughs> right here. In the, in the hole for Des the string. Designed I, for that yeah, purpose? Yeah, it's designed. No, really? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Leo made it that way. No, I can just stick that thing down uh -huh. there. It doesn't get in the way, but it's always there. That's so, so cool. Um, I don't know what kind of caps or pots or anything like that. Oh, and then the, this thing is also a part of my brand. Mm -hmm. I was, I've been using this, these red Grolsch um, beer rubber things uh, for about 40 years now. Really? And... Uh, not ex they they rot after a while they kind of yeah. deteriorate but now some enterprising person has decided to 
put a pack of four <laughs> in, a, in a little thing and sell them for you know, seven dollars. I've never dollars. used those. Is is that? Do you put that on after you put the strap yeah, on to kind of lock it if in it place? Works, right? the, if it's really working, the strap won't leave. Mm -hmm. This one will because it's got a bigger slot. But the reason I like it is it doesn't really add any extra weight to the guitar. It's nothing clunky. It does. It, you know, and it there's and no it's additional sort of, working parts. Right. Yeah. And if you need to take it off, you can just yank it and yeah, it comes nice. off. So, and it's saved my butt a lot. You know, yeah. I had a. I've almost Show us the other guitar. side of the guitar. Oh, the 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 the, the dirty side. Yeah. Nice. There's the belt buckle. The belt there. buckle. Here's my the my buttons. shirt shirt buttons here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then also I use this uh, guitar. This is my desk. Ah. So there's a lot of black ink uh -huh. that's leaked through. Love it. <laughs> and there's even a little face on one of them I drew in a boring uh -huh. moment. Anyway, that's the, the custom shop Nocaster. And I have uh, I have four of these now yeah. because anytime I see one I like, I try to grab it because then the prices are going up now. But mm -hmm. it's got this splotchy bird's eye, flamey kind of combination that they did in just that one year. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's for the rubbery stuff that I do. When I, yeah. That thing, a, 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 a one-piece flame maple neck is too unstable, mm -hmm. and a solid quarter-sawn one is too stiff. Mm -hmm. So this one's got that sort of, the golden, you know. And they ticket. only made that in that one year? Just one year as far as I can tell. They make other ones from the custom shop that have a very fancy but they probably just got a couple of like big logs of this stuff or a couple of billets or whatever they call it. And they used it up and, and I'm trying And what was the year again? 2000. I so think you're going to find a lot of us looking for well, you know, emptying the market of that instrument. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, there's a couple available out there, but, and they want too much money for them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just holding out for the, you know, I don't and, need any more. I've got. And what more. about pedals and amplification um, when you're out gigging? The pedal that I use most is the gas pedal. That's mm -hmm. to get to the gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a pedal board. When I play this guitar, I tend to use an RC booster mm -hmm. um, quite a lot because it helps me to balance these two pickups out. It's got a very nice EQ. I thought about using it on this blues course, but I realized I probably didn't need it. Yeah. Um, and I have. Do you uh, use compression I don't, ever? Never. I don't. I think the amp has enough compression on its okay. own. I use a Strymon flint so that mm -hmm. I can have tremolo and a nice reverb in one pedal if I ever need it. But with Pearl Django, I don't use a pedal board at all. I just mm -hmm. take the guitar, my quilter amp, and I go. Sometimes a Hendrickson amp. Quilter, on. yeah, we love quilter, yeah. and we love Hendrickson. We yeah, love both those things. They're both Hendrickson, great. Hendrickson, uh, they're Colorado-based, I think. They, do, they are, was, they're in Arvada. Someone was just in with two little kind of... Yeah, Sean came in with Sean it. came yeah. in. Incredible sound, yeah, right. and we love the quilter amps too. I was just in. Do you like those because of their portability? Well, there's two things I like about them. Um, uh, the The quilter is um, more Fender-ish, mm -hmm. and I can get a reasonable because I'm a Fender player mm -hmm. in my mind. <laughs> I don't want to carry one, but I, <laughs> so when I when I'm playing uh, the quilter, I can kind of lean in a little bit toward the the more excuse me the more Fendery side of mm -hmm. the things. The Hendrickson, as beautiful as it is. Uh, I prefer it less with the Telecaster, and I prefer it more with an arch top. The, the quilter gives me a little bit of trouble sometimes with the arch tops because of the bottom end that's, a, mm -hmm. that's available. The, the, the Henriksen is a little more the voice that I might like for an arch top mm -hmm. guitar. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I was just in, in Little Rock and Memphis playing with a great guitar player named Ted Ludwig, who you should definitely find out Introduce about. Introduce us. And uh, Ted's a, a New Orleans boy, and he's really, really good. And we played a, a couple of gigs, mm -hmm. uh, and we both used these little quilter buds, and it was phenomenal. It sounded great, and it filled the stage, and we were both very pleased with it. Fantastic. Um, thank you for that rundown on, on behalf of everybody because we always love the gear section. Uh, by the way, when yeah. I get one yeah. of these guitars, I change the frets to mediums, Stumac mediums, 052, mm -hmm. and my dearly departed friend and luthier, Mike Lowe, who just passed away a couple of weeks ago, has always done all my work for 35 years. Very cool. And um, so I don't... Uh, know exactly what I'll do now, but um, I'm not as hard on frets yeah. as I used to be. Yes. Because I'm not bending and wiggling yes. and strangling the guitar yeah. like I used to be. But anyway, Mike does my frets and my setup work, or didn't. Um, two more quick questions. Yes. Uh, Tom and Marley uh, asking, I don't know if it's Tom or Marley asking, yeah, but Tom and Marley are asking, can you ask Tim if this course will bridge the gap between the endless available chord voicings, you know, out there and actual functional application of those chord yes. grips? One of the things I'm a big believer in is not learning endless chord voicings, although if you're fascinated by the sounds of them, go for it. Mm -hmm. More important is taking the 20 or 30 chord shapes that you already know and mm -hmm. learning how to use them. Mm. Now, let me give you an example of that. Um, here's a chord that I might call G minor 6, mm -hmm. but it's also C9 with a fifth in the bass. Mm -hmm. It's also E minor 7 flat 5. Mm -hmm. It's also A7 flat mm -hmm. 5 sharp 9. It's also, um, what am I forgetting? It's, it's, it's another thing as well. Um, so every chord shape, face it, there's only so many playable, good-sounding chord shapes. Mm -hmm. You could spend your life searching for, you know, these, but you've got to grab them, you right. know? You've got to be able to play them. So learn, I would say, learn five qualities of this voicing. Mm -hmm. So what I call V1. Learn five qualities of this voicing, which I call V2. Why do you call them V1 and uh, V2? That's the Ted Green V system. It's just okay. a, it's an alternative way of describing the, the density of a chord mm -hmm. um, as opposed to drop one or drop two or drop okay. three, which I never learned, so I don't understand okay. it. Uh, but that's okay, we'll do something on that. We should. In my, my channel, maybe I'll I'm do I'm sure we should. And so you learn all five qualities of this, or even six or seven well, qualities. So when you say qualities, are Major you talking seven, about? Major seven, dominant seven, minor seven, minor seven, flat five, and diminished. Just play those, if you would. Major seven, mm -hmm. dominant seven, minor seven, minor seven, flat five, and diminished. Cool. Okay, and the ninth, an interesting thing to do is start with a diminished chord, and then move one note up at a time mm -hmm. to get all those other ones. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then there's some fancy ones. There's about five more after that, mm -hmm. which you could learn if you need to, like mm -hmm. if the song calls for it. But learn uh, this, this version of it. Mm -hmm. Right, that's an F major seven. Here's an F major seven. And then here's an F major seven. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another thing. These aren't different voicings, but they're different fingerings because this F major seven would be here and here. Mm -hmm. And so if the... If the, the chord has 
four notes in it on adjacent mm-hmm. strings, there's three fingerings of that voicing. Mm-hmm. If a chord has four notes in it, but on five string set, like a broken set of, of five, then there's two, mm. right? And so two of these guys I just talked about, the V1 and the V2, have three different fingerings for the same exact notes. Mm-hmm. And don't confuse yourself by thinking those are different voicings. Mm-hmm. They're really just the same thing mm-hmm. looking, because of the B string, mm-hmm. they look different. Mm-hmm. And if we can uh, get over that hurdle, um, then we're, we're doing well. In fact, I would go out on a limb and say Wes Montgomery, who would take these incredible chord solos, full of melody and rhythm and everything, did not use very many chord shapes mm-hmm. to get that. So a lot of it is, don't worry about learning a billion chords. Learn how to use the ones you know how to do. Yeah, that's great. And Tom and Marley, thank you for asking that question because I think you just inspired yet another, another course. Tim Lurch course. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, that would answer, you know, uh, uh, anybody getting into jazz. The first thing you are thinking you have to do is learn a thousand different jazz voicings, right? You know, you, you really don't. In fact, if you have two voicings for each chord quality of the f- five basic qualities, um, and you know how to play those voicings on the, s- fifth, the sixth string root, the fifth string root, and the fourth string root, so that mm-hmm. would be three different fingerings, mm-hmm. perhaps, um, of the same stuff, then you can open up the real book or learn songs from friends and not really worry about how to do We need to do that. Okay. We'll do that when we do the, uh, you know, jazz finger style starter thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Very good. We'll do, Tommy, we'll do a couple Tommy, make a note of that so yeah, Tim and I don't yeah, forget make it. Make a note. Here's another question from yes. R. Rhett. I have, uh, he's heard the melody plus bass before, but he doesn't understand how to create a bass accompaniment. Can or do you in your course explain developing that bass voice? Um, you, can, you can do that. It's, I wasn't explicit about it except by the example. So if you look at the examples, I start with uh, a simple harmonization. And then as I made the harmonization more enhanced, much of what I did to enhance it was put in inversions. Mm. So if you, uh, if you want to understand how to enhance the bass and really get a sense of bass movement, I think that a study of inversions would be very, very helpful. So if I'm playing a C chord, so I just played C, 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 and then maybe C. And the the notes I played in the bass were the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh. And I learned how to do that by learning inversions or Mm -hmm. taking some, uh, in fact, there's a simple way to do inversions and a more thoroughgoing way to do inversions. One of them is to just take the, the chord you know mm-hmm. and go to the next bass note mm-hmm. that it lives it in the chord. But let's say I want to do a groove then. I got a bar of C and I might say... Or I can do a Latin feel. Just root and fifth. Mm-hmm. And I would do this for hours. <laughs> nice. So you just root and fifth there, right? Root and fifth. And nice. a little bit of kookaboo, kookaboo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I, 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 I can't find it in the chat, but... Uh, 
one of the folks that's tuned in asked about groove, establishing groove, yeah. how to get that groove going and not have it sound chunk, chunk, right, chunk. Right. Well, you know? the and groove it's, appears to me that getting that bass thing it's happening. It's true, because right? we really want, the only place you can create a groove, you can't really use a melody to create a groove most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you do, you're doing a disservice, mm -hmm. right? Um, so uh, the way I approach it is I want the bass to not only express movement and the harmony, so by mm -hmm. playing root, third, fifth, seventh, mm -hmm. those kinds of things, but I also want it to be the propulsive component. Mm -hmm. So I do a couple of things. I'm not one of those guys that goes, I don't, that mm -hmm. sound doesn't appeal to me, mm -hmm. but I like this sound. I like that. Yeah. A plucked dead note. Nice. And, and you have to feel the groove inside. It helps to have played, you know, in R&B bands, you know, in casinos for 20 years. But <laughs> Is that what you've done? Yeah. <laughs> you know, in between the lucrative jazz In casinos. Gigs, it has to be in a casino. Well, huh? that's, that's pretty much the only way. That's pretty much the only place that can afford a, a, a seven-piece band. A full band, band right? Um, but so I'll do these kinds of things where I kick, I go kickety-poo. It's sort of a, a thing I learned from listening to bass players and also from watching and listening to drummers. So if I'm playing the 251 in the key of G. So I go and that note is just yeah. Right? Percussive really, huh? And you know that sort of and really you have to feel that and you could study it you could put a metronome on you can do all those things but uh, you have to feel it you inside feel and it. you have to hear it before you try and play it that's another thing I think very often before I play a song I listen to it in my mind if only briefly to really f remind myself what I'm, what I'm trying to convey mm -hmm. with my instrument you know awesome man thank you for that okay. and uh, thanks to well we we've gone way over. Oh, I promise I you, we go like over. I didn't mean to but keep you here I feel that guilty, long. But, but I'm you and I myself. could do this yeah. for hours. Okay. <laughs> um, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks for all those thumbs ups. Um, congratulations to the winner, Chris O four won the hundred dollar gift card. But anybody that entered that, and I saw that someone did give away the correct answer. The Gypsy Jazz Band you're a vital member of is Pearl Django. Pearl Django, and you just released we a new just record. just released our 14th or 15th record. Beautiful. Um, it's called Simplicity. Um, and uh, the last three records are Simplicity, Pearl Django Live, and With Friends Like These. Um, those are the ones that, that I'm on, of course. And then there's a whole library of... of uh, CDs yeah, before incredible that, that band. Are really if you dig great. gypsy a, jazz, you gotta have a, basically all of them in your library. It's, yeah, and, and, and we've just we're CDs. writing original material. Uh, you know, all of the material on the last uh, two of the last three yeah. records is original material yeah, from all killer. the members of the band. Buy the CDs, Thank don't you. stream it, support the cause. It just came you know. out, and uh, at, it's available on from the pearljango.com and also on Amazon and all the other venues.
Great. And please uh, go, you know, bookmark uh, Tim's website. You'll mm -hmm. find a lot of cool stuff. Check out his YouTube channel. Um, I should Tim, say, but let me just pause please, right there. Please, go ahead. Um, due to your instigation, yes. um, I'm changing my website's face mm -hmm. and the content and things. So if in the next two or three days you go to timlurch.com and you get a blank stare, mm -hmm. uh, that means that they're changing it over. So it just so happens that we're changing it over. So don't freak out and don't panic. Yeah, don't freak uh, out. And, and it'll be back up and looking better than ever. Uh, in just a couple of days. Yep, and there's a True Fire channel coming. There's all these yes. courses coming. Uh, Tim is going to be in Colorado with Frank Vignola and Sean McGowan. In September, doing I'll be... a killer yeah. workshop, yeah. by the way. A really, really killer workshop. You go there and you play. It's not sitting in the yeah. audience. They and call it a listening. camp. Yeah. Yeah. But you do a lot of playing. And I'll say it on there. We're going to try to get involved and support a workshop in seattle oh good just so i can go out there and have some dungeness crab and yep. hang with all my buds out Absolutely. there uh, so true fire is going to support that as well we're looking for a venue right now that fits the bill uh and um these things are wonderful the the numbers are limited so that everybody really gets a lot of face time with the teachers yeah it is very limited it's like 20 25 to 40 people yeah so again favorite tim on true fire just go to that page click favorite um go to his website get on his mailing list and just stay tuned we have a lot of work ahead of us. We came up with three new course no, ideas we just did, in this We just hour. ought to just stop talking. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> and um, how about we pick, why don't we, oh, We have a track this. to kick off. Wait, to lean Blues up, for Brad. Yeah. I do have a tune. You have a tune. Awesome. Okay, and, this oh, wait, is my wait, wait, tune. Where did it go? Hey, thank you, everybody. We there can't express in words how much we appreciate you tuning in, your support, all the kind words. We, we love you, and we'll see you next time. This is a bossa nova blues for you, Brad. Beautiful. <laughs>